Welcome to Hardwood Group Chat, a new podcast where we replace those NBA iMessage rants with actual conversation. I'm your host, Karno Sarkar. Joining me for these episodes will be my best friends and co-hosts, Moino Gangapadhyay and Neil Bhattacharya. How are you guys? Doing well. well. All Glad right. To be here. Yeah, yeah. It's our first ever episode. So uh, we decided to create this podcast after years of texting back and forth after major games, specifically basketball games. Uh, I, I recall back in the days when uh, me and Moynock would call each other after major football games or me and Neil would FaceTime at halftime of basketball games. So this has been a long time coming. We have a group chat on, uh, on our phones that is inundated with rants and diatribes with basketball being the major sport of contention. I remember there was a moment last year during the playing game where the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors uh, were playing and LeBron James hit his buzzer beater three. Neil and I went after each other during that game i didn't think lebron did anything crazy i thought it was just a lucky shot neil wanted to respect greatness because i mean lebron james is a great player and he hit a great shot so we it got personal but um after that after that we kind of you know kept on talking about basketball games and talking about these events and just reacting on these group chats so we decided we should take our show on the road and this is uh this is the opportunity to do that so it gives you some insight into our debates and uh how we speak and what our thoughts on basketball I'm a bit of a basketball traditionalist and like the old school, rough and tough, bad boys basketball of the 90s and the Detroit Pistons eras. I'm a diehard Pistons fan. And I still think the 2004 national championship team could be any team right now. I still think Ben Wallace can lock down any, any uh, player and uh, Tayshaun Prince would block any, any, any star right now. So when I talk on these podcasts, I wanted to bring my old school view of, all right, super teams suck. LeBron James sucks. Michael Jordan got lucky, and uh, old school basketball kind of wins. I'm gonna pass it off to uh, Neil to talk about you know where he came from, what his views are, and um, what he thinks about in basketball. Hey everyone, this is Neil here. Um, I respect Corno's views on traditionalist basketball, but uh, I disagree wholeheartedly. I think the athletes today are just better in every facet of the game, and they would destroy any of the old teams. Uh, that being said. I am also a diehard Detroit Pistons fan. I'll always support them no matter how bad they've been. Um, big, big LeBron James fan, as Corno pointed out. Um, and need to remind you, he hit, he hit that shot with one eye as he made clear to everyone on the court. <laughs> uh, Excuses. Um, yeah, but uh, definitely a huge fan of, of the modern era of the NBA. I think the athletes are just way better right now. And uh, uh, obviously a big LeBron James fan as well. Uh, so those are where my takes will be coming from. Unbiased, of course. <laughs> I will I'll hand it off to Moynock. Yeah, I'm, I'm Moynock. Uh, I'm in New York with Neil. Um, you know, as the three of us all share, big fan of the Pistons. But I think what was the real turning point for me was having Dwayne Wade as my favorite player growing up. I think it was the 2005 conference finals when he hit this shot on Antonio McDice where he just flipped it up and it was an and one. I think from there that kind of solidified me that like, this is my guy for, for the rest of the time that I'm a basketball fan. Um, I'd say my style is definitely the more flashy, the drama of the NBA that, that, you know, I tend to succumb to and enjoy um, the entertaining parts of it. When, when the, when the big three got together, not the Celtics, cause I hate the Celtics, but the Heatles themselves, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. That was a great, uh, great time. And, and obviously a great era for basketball. 
in my opinion, just because it, it created the wave of super teams and um, it became a more player set or oriented league. Um, and, you know, a lot of that dynamics were shifting when uh, the players had more, um, you know, flexibility on where they wanted to go as the salary cap got increased from, from the media rights deals in, in 2015. Um, so I think that has a lot of the backdrop of how the NBA has shifted over the last 10 years. And, you know, I'm excited to see the next generation uh, after LeBron and some of the guys that we've seen growing up are starting to come into the, into the last phase of their career. Well, I'm sure that that conversation about, you know, are the super teams good or bad? And, you know, what was that decision a good thing is going to come up later on in these yeah, yeah, so that's an episode that's a, maybe a season itself dedicated <laughs> to, to that topic because i will say and uh, again this is a conversation for another time but i will say that that uh the decision that lebron made ruined the nba for me and it it, it, it seriously I, I get it it's better for the players and i truly understand that you know it's it's necessary and it's great for the players to have more control over their stuff but wow the, the rich got richer. It's trickled down economics when it comes to basketball after that decision. So we'll talk about that later. Anyway, going back to this, So yeah, this is our first ep- uh, episode of our podcast. The way that these podcasts will work is we're going to spend a few moments talking about the current events of basketball. What, uh, what were the events of the last week? Who won? Who lost? What were some cool things? And then we'll dive into a couple topics or a few topics. Um, so each of us will kind of lead a topic and um, talk about some of the polarizing issues of the NBA whether it be something historical, whether it be if the decision was a good or bad thing, or whether it be the future, is is the COVID vaccination required? Or where is Ben Simmons going to go? So, you know, a lot of these conversations that we'll talk about, we'll spend a little bit more time in the second half of our podcast discussing. With that being said, um, how are you guys feeling? You guys ready? Let's do it. All right, let's get going. So the NBA... Their uh, season tipped off this past week, and it tipped off in great fashion with the Milwaukee Bucks facing the Brooklyn Nets. Now, um, the Bucks won. Um, they won in, in, in quite a bit of style, and Giannis looked better than ever. Um, Giannis, he was hitting threes. He was playing defense. The guy was a, a monster on the boards, and it was he looked better than his MVP years, which leads me to believe that if I have to make a bold prediction, if Giannis plays like this, he's going to win his MVP again this year. He's going to win another one. And, hey, the Bucks might pull it off and go uh, um, a repeat if they play the way they played on, uh, what was it, Wednesday? Yeah. On Wednesday. Tuesday. 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 Wow, Tuesday. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Giannis was looking amazing. Kevin Durant and James Harden were not looking terrible, but it was clear that it was not working for them yet. I mean, Kevin Durant was still kind of dominating in the second half. He had his moments. James Harden was doing as good a job to kind of stay out of the offense's way and just kind of facilitate rather than to take the ball for himself, which is great, but they need help. And the veterans that they picked up suck. And I know, Neil, you and I talked about this. Except for Patty Mills. Patty Mills, yes. Except for Patty Mills. I agree, yeah. Yeah. Except for Patty Mills. Blake... I don't know if he's supposed to be the best defensive player now. I, I, I really don't understand that. He, the guy is not good. He should retire. Um, well, Marcus Aldridge, I get it. He's been out of the league for a year. He's had issues. But, man, was that rough. It was rough. And then Paul Millsap was just 
non-existent. I didn't even know he was still in the league, honestly. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Neil and I, we, we faced him at halftime of this game, and I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Why does Milwaukee looking <laughs> so bad? Um, and then why, why is Milwaukee looking so good? They had Grayson Allen be the shooting guard, and it surprisingly fit. It was, it was a weird, weird fit. Was a good but, fight. yeah, what are you guys' thoughts? I think Durant is obviously going to do what he needs to do. Like he's, he's going to get his, he's going to score. He's going to get, he's going to get his 30 plus points. Um, but uh, as hard as it is to say, Kyrie's absence is huge for them. That guy was a facilitator. He's a scorer. He did everything. And James Harden's going to need to step up uh, and do more than just being a passer, going back to his old self of dominating the, the three point shooting and the driving lane if they're going to have a chance to go to a championship. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks are their biggest obstacle. If you looked at that second game against the Sixers, they stole that one. And mm-hmm. they stole it because, one, the Sixers had a meltdown in usual fashion, but also <laughs> because they have so much offensive firepower. Like, Kevin Durant is automatic. Harden can do whatever he wants on the court whenever he wants. Um, so, you know, I still think that they have the firepower. It's really a matter of can they stack up against the Bucks' defense um, and how do you stop Giannis? That's the real question. So one thing I noticed during the game was Giannis. I mean, the way that they're stopping Giannis is they would, they pretty much a box and one setup where they put four, as soon as Giannis gets in the post, they throw four collapse four on him and he has to pass out. And in the beginning, he was passing out, passing the Grayson out and Drew Holiday. They were hit, mm-hmm. but I don't trust Drew Holiday or Grayson Allen to be a consistent offensive threat. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is the year that they proved me wrong but I just don't see it. And they got rid of Bryn Forbes this year. So they don't have uh, that uh, three-point shooter. Um, who else did they, I mean, Pat Connaughton, maybe. Connaughton was hitting threes at the, you know, in the fourth quarter. He, yeah. he, he, he was putting the dagger in there as well. Right, right. But it, it, that's only one, right? There's, there's one right there. And you need, like, Giannis needs three more shooters, basically. And maybe, what's that? Yes, I mean, I mean, I guess he has like Middleton and and now Grace Nell, but I, I wouldn't say Drew is uh, a reliable three point shooter. I think he's more of a threat in like every other part of the game. Obviously on defense, but I think he's he's a good well rounded player. But yeah, maybe Giannis shouldn't depend on him for threes. But I think he's good mid range. He can drive. He can shoot. Uh, yeah, he's a good facilitator. Yeah, the problem is. And this is kind of, I, Neil, I was talking to you about this earlier. Is coach Bud does not know how to coach offense. And so when they do these sets, it's like Giannis, all right, he's going to go in the middle, try and uh, cause a havoc right down the paint and then pass it out. But all right, the Nets can kind of figure that. A team after 82 games will figure that out. So what, what's next? Where do they figure themselves out? Where, like, can a team, like the Nets or another team that's kind of developing and learning how to play because they got all, this new, all these new pieces, aren't they going to figure out the Bucks? It's, it, it, it leads me to believe like they need a better offensive coach. Yeah, they do. And I think, yeah, obviously he's gotten lucky with the talent he has, so he doesn't really need to coach that much. But um, if Giannis is hitting jump shots consistently, I think it's over. Because uh, their whole game plan was to leave him open, right, and, and clog the, the, the paint. So he doesn't, the Giannis wall. Yeah, the Giannis wall. But if he's hitting jump shots now, it's over. There's no stopping him. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. The thing about that game, and it, it, uh, it shows, tells me a lot about what's going to happen in the East, is the Bucks are pretty much in a midseason form because the Bucks really, besides Grayson Allen, they, they are pretty much the same team as last year. Yeah. So they already have a chemistry. The Nets, and this is why the Nets, there is some hope for them, is because the Nets are 
pretty much a brand new team. Their uh, bench is completely brand new. Kyrie's gone, and we don't know when Kyrie's if he's ever going to come back. So they need to figure out their whole offense. And Steve Nash is a fantastic offensive coach, which leads me to believe that the Nets can figure out they're, they're going to be – this is the, law, the bottom of the Nets. They're going to get better progressively game after game after game after game. And they, they could be a threat. And if they can figure it out, if they can figure out their offense, they can kind of figure out who's their defender besides Blake Griffin. Um, you know, it, it, they, they could be a problem. We could be seeing a fantastic seven-game series in the conference finals when these two face off each other. Yeah, especially if they get some value for Kyrie if and when the trade-in. Yeah. Are they going to get value for Kyrie? That's that's a question. Yeah, that's true. Nobody knows if anybody wants him right now. But, but yeah, that was a great intro to uh, the NBA with that game. I mean, there's another game that happened that same night, Golden State versus Lakers, which we'll cover a little bit later when we cover the West. But uh, a couple other highlights from the – I mean, we don't even talk about divisions, but the Atlantic division was, um, you know, uh, the – the Chicago Bulls are right now undefeated in the top team in the East. Let's not overreact to that. Even though they have a fantastic new lineup with Zach, uh, Zach Levine, with Lonzo Ball, with DeMar DeRozan. Um, they, and Nikola Vucevic, I forgot to mention him. They, their two wins came against the Pistons, a, a Cade Cunningham-less Pistons team. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. They have two win. They have three wins, two, uh, one against the Pelicans, two against the Pistons. So, a Pelicans, by the way. A what was that? Zionless Pelicans as well. Zionless Pelicans, yeah. When is Zion coming back? Um, I actually don't know him. anything about his injury. But. Yeah, Zion looked like he packed some weight, though, even some more <laughs> weight this year. Hey, that's a bigger bowling ball to get to deal with. That guy Gumbo, is on Gumbo Central. And, yeah, uh, Gumbo Central, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's really living up in uh, NOLA. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, um, you know, Chicago Bulls are number one in the East right now, but let's not overreact. When the Pistons come back, they're going to take the second two games, I guarantee you right now. And, um, you know, when Chicago faces better teams like the Bulls, or sorry, like the uh, Bucks and like the Nets, you know, they're not going to get any wins there. So um, we'll see what's going to happen. Uh, Pacers are looking weirdly uh, lacking. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that they kind of become a – they should be a four or five seed, five, six, maybe. But um, just because Indiana plays good basketball when it comes to it. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, we, we have a lot more to go. We have, uh, you know, 82 games and we only have three in. But um, that's what happens in the in the Central Division. So I'm going to pass it off to Moynak um, talking about his favorite team, even though he says he's a Pistons fan, but there is another team in that, in that Florida region that has his heart. The Orlando Magic? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, my Miami Heat, they're uh, they're one and one. They spanked the Bucks. Uh, didn't watch that game, but you know, I think that's just a testament to the Heat's versatility. Just given that they have uh, anywhere from Kyle Lowry to to Bam to to Jimmy Butler um, and Oladipo still looming on coming back. So that's a pretty talented team in the uh, in the Southeast. But the the Top the top of the standings is actually towards the Washington Wizards and the Charlotte Hornets, both of who started two and zero. The Wizards um, are less Bradley Beal right now, but it's actually Spencer Dinwiddie and Kuzma himself that are uh, <laughs> that are leading the Wizards um, uh, in the first two games early in the early innings of the season. Hornets, I guess it's all it's all about Lamelo. Um, don't know what they did with his brother Jello. If they. Uh, <laughs> if they uh, <laughs> He's in the D League or, yeah. or he's on a 10 day contract, but uh, the whole 
uh, Miles Bridges, uh, Lamelo ball connection looks to be staying alive considering they're two and zero. And then to uh, round out the the southeast, I guess the Hawks are one and one. Orlando's zero and two. Surprise there. Um, I, I'm curious to see how the Hawks do this year. I think that's the real intriguing team. Um, can they prove to themselves that last year wasn't a fluke, um, and that you know Trey Young can continue his hot shooting, and he has the supporting cast around him to make a deep playoff run again? So uh, I think those are the two teams to keep an eye out for: the Hawks and the uh, and the Heat in that conference. But otherwise, I think this makes up for a pretty interesting and compelling um, you know amount of teams in the East, uh, and we'll see. You know, we interesting to see who kind of comes out of that pack to really challenge the the bucks hey just gotta give a little shout out to uh spencer did what he ex-piston uh, oh yeah was a second rounder were... for our team and now yeah. he's what starting point guard for the washington wizards ex-pistons always shine after they leave don't they it's middleton man middleton was the middleton kcp uh, reggie jackson reggie jackson. <laughs> reggie jackson yeah king jackson over there but, <laughs> So uh, let me ask you this, Monarch. Um, with the addition of Kyle Lowry, is it a net positive or net negative? Because Goran Dragic was a very good point guard, yet albeit underrated for that team. Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't think their I don't think their point guard position is what defines the success of their team. I think the success of their team comes from comes from the versatility of Adebayo and Butler. So, um, you know, I think Kyle Lowry is just more of a veteran presence, someone who can hit the big shot uh, when called upon. Um, and you know, it's just more stability in an otherwise pretty young and versatile team. How did, uh, Duncan Robinson perform? Is he, uh, living up to that 99 million contract? Man, that, that is crazy. Um, that's a great question, but you know, there's going to be times when he, when he's going to hit seven, three pointers a game and other times where he's going to go, you know, one for 10 on the night. But I think the key thing here is that they have the shooters to uh to you know put points up in bunches i was gonna say tyler hero uh heard the criticism and just came back swinging oh my god yeah Yeah. he had a shot against indiana i think that sent it to overtime and he's like oh step back yeah three unreal for not being as good as he was the season before now he's living up to it jack harlow got him (laughs) yeah Yeah. all right should we keep it moving yeah, yeah. Let's talk about um, the last division, which is the Atlantic. Um, yeah. Man, if if these are what Knicks games are going to be like, I live next door to the Garden, and you start going. That first game was insane. Was it quadruple, triple, triple overtime, or double overtime? I think it was a uh, double overtime double. game, but yeah, the, the heroics from uh, Evan Fournier. Yeah. Oh, what a great God. pickup. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, from the uh, Boston Celtics. From Boston. I mean, they have Kemba too, which is crazy, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because Neil and I were talking during that game. We were like, oh, like what team is Kemba Walker on again? And then we, you know, we're, we're watching the, we're watching overtime. We're like, wait, he's in the corner right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, For some reason I thought he was on the Thunder. I don't, I don't know why. He but, was. So the way right. that happened was they traded. So Boston traded Kemba for Al Horford, which is weird because they yeah. had Al Horford. And then um OKC immediately waved Kemba and bought him out yeah and the New York Knicks picked him up on the salary that yeah unreal I mean it's weird because you don't you don't understand if Kemba's knees will survive I mean Kemba's had knee issues ever since the last time he was in the garden when he was on uh UConn um so you don't know it's such a wild card but it seems to be hitting 
I mean, th- th- that's another team that's kind of geriatric with Kemba and uh, yeah, our ex Piston D Rose, ex Bull, ex Piston, ex everything D Rose. D Rose, yeah. yeah. But I think uh, in terms of that that division, um, obviously the Knicks are the Knicks and Nets two teams to look out for. I'm sure they're they're both playoff teams. Uh, I think it's safe to say that. Uh, but obviously the 76ers as well, especially if Joel Embiid has another MVP ask season. Um, even though they just lost. Uh, to the Nets, that was a really close one. But uh, yeah, Boston, on the other hand, does not look great. Jalen Brown looks unreal. The guys going off. Tatum in that first game didn't really play that well. So hopefully, they can turn it around. I mean, I hate the Celtics just as much as Moynihan, but they are fun to watch when they're playing well. So hopefully, they turn it around. It's funny you guys mentioned that because I actually love the Celtics, the original uh, big three, because that's the real big three. Um, well, let me let me clarify my statement. I don't like the Celtics pre 2012. That that's that's what I'd say. Just because Paul Pierce is the worst. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they retired his jersey. They, this is this is so fitting. They retired his jersey and then they got smacked by the Raptors. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth, man. Yeah, the ugly truth. There's <laughs> a wheelchair and everything. My God, yeah. <laughs> No, but I, I will say that the Boston Celtics, I, I hate them now just because I think they, they got a little to their heads a little bit. And Brad Stevens should not, did not deserve to leave as coach. Even though he's a GM now, yeah. Brad Stevens is a great coach and did not deserve that pressure. Yeah. Um, but uh, man, that, that original big three, they, they didn't want to be the part of together. Like Kevin Burnett and Ray Allen did not like each other. Yeah. Danny Ainge brought them all together and they won it in their first go. Did, did uh, the Heat win in their first go? No, I don't think so. They lost to a, uh, a certain Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, well, but, the Heat won two, and the Celtics won once. They're old. He, anyway, well, that's another conversation. But <laughs> I'll, uh, that Boston team, it's good to see. Uh, I mean, I hope I hope they don't do one well now because I just think they need to rebuild. But, you know, yeah, good Kyrie memories there. He drove them to the ground, didn't he? He really did. And the fact, the crazy thing is, like, every time he goes back, every time, yeah. they all act like he's God there. Like, no, he ruined your team. Why? Yeah. He's ruined it. every team he's been on so far, obviously, besides the Cavs. But... I don't know. The Nets aren't ruined yet. I'm hoping them. Uh, yeah, they're not ruined, but he's definitely not playing. But, yeah. but going back to that um, that Sixers game, so there's a weird stat I think I texted you guys about. So uh, another <laughs> ex-Piston, Andre Drummond, is uh, on the Sixers. And, you know, not a great offensive presence. No. But uh, he had 19 minutes, I think, in his first game. And in those 19 minutes, he had 17 rebounds. I'm trying to figure There's out difference. It, it's so ridiculous. How is he? Uh, he realizes he's a role player now, and he's yeah. okay with it because this is unbelievable. If he was a role player, hey, he would have been fantastic. On this. I think, but yeah. it's just it's it, it's crazy that this guy can like 17 rebounds in 19 minutes is unheard of. It's just eating rebounds. Yeah, he is, and I think yeah, maybe he's finally realized that. Hey, I don't need to be a starter. There's no pressure on me anymore. I could just ball, and that's exactly what he did. You think uh, Joel Embiid's kind of in his head, like, "All right, you will only rebound now. You are, you, you were only Joel, rebounding here. You, nothing Embiid else. Like, has, just rebound." Joel Embiid has owned that man, and every time they played each other, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a big Berkshire Hathaway sign in uh, Andre Drummond's head, and yeah. it says "Sell by Joel Embiid." Yeah, hundred percent. Cool, cool. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Neil, take it to the West and tell us what's happening with the Pacific Division and uh, your favorite player. Uh, um, well, unfortunately, the Lakers look horrible. Uh, they, I, I, I don't even 
know where to begin with what's wrong with them, but um, they're just bad. I, I think they maybe need to figure it, figure it out, but uh, yeah, a few games in, not good. Uh, other teams in that division, Clippers don't – well, the Clippers will be fine, mainly because Kawhi isn't playing yet. Uh, He's not playing until March, though. Yeah, that's true. But um, they had some close games. I think they'll figure it out. They're a talented team. Reggie Jackson will take him to the promised land. Reggie Jackson will take him to the promised land. Uh, don't forget about uh, Luke. Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. So, yeah, guys, when you guys hear about all these X-Pistons things, you just realize how jaded we are as fans because <laughs> all these X-Pistons are doing fantastic in places except for Detroit. Yeah. Oh, my God. I won't spend too much time on the division, but um, the Warriors are look incredible. Uh, early assumption, Western Conference Finals, maybe NBA champions are doing this without Clay. I mean, it's ridiculous. They're, they're going to plow through the league. It's insane. How about Jordan Poole, though? Yeah. You know, that guy can shoot. He can be one for 15 to start a game, but shoot or shoot. And, uh, you know, I think he's a perfect fit for that team. Yeah. So during the Lakers um, Golden State game, I had a tweet, which I, I'm still not taking back. I still won't take back, but I think uh, people called me out on it, <laughs> where uh, Jordan Poole is just so unremarkable in the beginning. And the reason why I say this is because that team, and I think a lot of the West games, I didn't watch too much of the West. I watched, um, I mean, the Lakers games. Um, and I watched, I think, one OKC game, which I don't know why I was watching that. But um, the Lakers game against the uh, Golden State Warriors, I think I had 16 turnovers in the first half. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And I can attribute at least three of those to Jordan Poole just missing or not being there or like missing his passes or not being in the place where Draymond Green passing the ball and i'm not blaming draymond for this because draymond's been doing this for years draymond knows how that offense runs and if you're not in your position he's going to miss you it's just that's what it is but i will say that jordan Poole, this the fourth quarter started kate started hitting and as uh, moynock said shooter shoot and he was shooting um i still think that that team is very sloppy um i think all the west is pretty sloppy right now um but we'll see that's another conversation for that golden state team because I think they, they live and die by Steph right now. He's their entire offense. Jordan Poole can do stuff, but – and I'll say Draymond. Draymond does – for as unremarkable as, as his stat line is, that guy facilitates, and he, like, kind of – he's the quarterback of that team. He's the game manager. As long as so, he doesn't shoot the ball, yeah. they're, uh, they're in good They're in good shape. Uh, the backpack form. <laughs> you know, that guy was a three-point threat when he first came to the league. So, and then he just yeah. – Triple-double machine. I don't know. The guy – he's realizing that – it's not about me. It's about we. It's team and mentality that Draymond's playing. As long as Steph is healthy, they are going to cruise. Especially, I can't even imagine what's going to happen when Clay comes back. That's that's deadly. And plus, they also have those uh, draft assets. I think Kaminga and Moody are going to stay on that team. Yeah. Um. They they they're probably going to be assets along with maybe Otto Porter, or, um, Wiggins to land a bigger fish. Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Um. But yeah. Um. That so yeah, that there's the that's the um, Pacific Division. Um, Moynak, do you want to touch on uh, what's happening with uh, Dame time? Yeah, let's do it. So Northwest, I mean, hey, I gotta say these teams are probably the the most boring teams in the league, but they're all sound fundamental teams. Like, <laughs> let me tell you, the Jazz already two and zero, the regular season Kings, um, Minnesota Timberwolves, the surprise here, I guess D'Angelo Russell is back, Cat is, uh, you know, is almost averaging 30 a game. They're 2-0. Uh, Nuggets are 2-0. and 
strong start for this division. Um, you know, I, I'd say there's probably Blazers, Nuggets, and the Jazz are the big playoff contenders here. I'm sure the Timberwolves are going to start faltering later on, but um, not not so much of a big update. We'll see how this team shakes out. Uh, we'll see how these teams shake out in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's interesting to see what's going to happen with Dame time, if he's going to stay there. Um, I'm, I'm happy that they're actually kind of playing all right there. They, they won a game, I think a pretty big game against, uh, who was it, Lakers? No, I forgot um, who they played, though. Who did they play? Um, it was, shoot, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, it was the Suns. Yeah, they beat the Suns. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. They beat that's the Suns. a nice one. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I'm happy to see. I mean, I, I have a soft spot for Dame time, yeah. uh, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, rounding out the Western Conference is the, um, you know, the bottom feeding Southwest division, which has the likes of OKC, San Antonio, um, Dallas, Houston. Uh, and so I, I actually watched uh, a, a game between OKC and um, what was it? Uh, San Antonio. And I don't know what's going on. I thought OKC was, you know, they were racking up youth and they're actually going to perform and they got smacked by a team that's also equally bad. In fact, they're probably in a worse shape than San Antonio. I don't know what's going on. Like, I have a feeling that Sam Presti, if he doesn't figure out some way to win, I know he has all these draft picks, but unless he do something with it, he's on the hot seat a little bit. That team is not looking good. Um, and it's sad because they've been, you know, the number one draft pick or number two, or at least a lottery pick the last few years. So a lot to worry about there. Um, San Antonio, I mean, it's sad to see Greg Popovich in his latter years having to rebuild a team. Uh, and I know they have Zach Collins is not back yet, but I don't think that Josh Primo pick was a good idea. And they're, I mean, it's just showing they're one and two. Uh, the Pelicans are 0-3, but again, Zion's not there. I don't know why they got Devontae Graham as their point guard. It doesn't seem to fit, oh, not at all. but it is what it is. Uh, but the, the, the one bright spot of that division is the Memphis Grizzlies, who we probably all think is going to be in the top six seeds in the West at the end. I mean, uh, John Moran's looking great. JJJ, Triple J, Jaron Jackson is looking fantastic. Um, we, we'll see how that shakes up. I'm interested to see how they're going to play against some of the uh, better teams as soon as the chemistry develops. But uh, they are the surprise spot. I'll be remiss if I didn't cover I know, Luka time in uh, Dallas. Um, again, one-man show with Luka Doncic. I'm interested hey, to hey, see. Hey, hey, Chris stops, man. Chris stops. Kristaps is not good. Uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. that, he's not good. I don't know. He doesn't want to be there. It's pretty clear he doesn't want to be there. And, um, you know, I think they need to figure out a trade package for him because it's not, it's not working there. I think um, he anywhere, but, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to purposely not cover Houston because I still have a grudge against uh, Jalen Green. Uh, that guy's trying to dunk on people for no reason. He's, I, I'm, I'm pretty pissed off that the league is giving him the plot. It's going to be to be rookie of the year. Once Cade comes in, you'll see a real rookie play. Uh, but, you know, they, they did manage to eke out a win this week. So, yeah, uh, that is uh, what happened this past week. Um, but, you know, we'll see how we have, again, we have weeks to go. The, the season ends in April. Um, our season ends actually technically in June, but, you know, April, the end of the regular season. So we'll see things, how things turn around. Some early surprises, of course. Um, but, yeah. We have basketball back. Yeah, Brad, great to have basketball back. I can't wait till college basketball comes back to so the full suite. Um, but yeah, that that is the the runnings of the week. Let's get into uh, some of the things that are happening right now, and I'll turn it over to Neil to kind of talk about um, what he mentioned earlier about the Lakers. 
Yeah, actually, uh, oh, the Lakers. Okay. Uh, Boynock, do you want to talk about Lakers? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so shit show in the making. Complete disaster of a start to the season. I mean, I got to say it's probably, you know, not it's too early to say that they're they're in trouble but man you do not want to start the season that way when you have a bunch of veterans running around who know how to play the game and should have better chemistry i mean i get it that there's a bunch of new players um that they're bringing on but starting zero and two getting into fights not only with not with the other team but with your own team that's concerning to me and then russell westbrook aka brick city is uh you know just on his path to to 30% lower than 30% field goal percentage, which is uh, not beneficial to a team that needs to spread the ball out and get shooters, nice touches. So, um, you know, not, not a great start for them. Curious to hear your guys' thoughts about how far they go this season and if they're going to be able to work out their chemistry issues. What happened to Westbrook? I, I feel like he used to have a pretty good mid range game and it just has fallen apart. Like, the guy is not an offensive threat anymore. His game plan is run headfirst to the basket and see what happens, and it is not working. And hopefully he figures it out. I mean, I get it. It's a new team, new environment. But, I mean, he is just – he's, like, detrimental to the Lakers team right now. Well, well, not only that, the part that I saw was, uh, was going to be fixed was LeBron was still the ball-dominant yeah. player, which should not be happening. Yeah. Um, every time there's a rebound, it's either LeBron or Westbrook that's jockeying for the rebound. And depending on who gets it, you know, the ball is changing hands and it's going back to LeBron to bring it up. And I hate that because I think LeBron is going to be more dangerous off the ball and facilitating, um, you know, off cuts that limits his touches and lets Westbrook kind of control the offense that has been non-existent. Yeah. And uh, AD also uh, this is his year. He had a terrible season last year now is his time to really step up and reclaim this as as the as the key leader um of uh of the franchise and you just haven't seen that kind of leadership from him yet especially when he's picking fights with Dwight <laughs> that was funny yeah what caused that was it I I didn't get to watch that part of the game but who was well, angry probably who? just like high stress pissed off about losing so much so it happens Dwight should be used to that he played for the magic at one point but uh anyway <laughs> um I'll I'll say this I mean Moina, he brought up a really good point of LeBron is still being the ball handler, primary ball handler. And what does that, where does that leave Russ? Because I thought the whole reason why they picked up Russ was so that LeBron kind of does the deep cuts. But is it an ego thing? Do you think it's LeBron has to be the playmaker? He wants to be the best playmaker of all time. He wants to be, you know, the, uh, the number one point guard, number one score, number one everything. And that's what's getting in his way of, hey, this is my team. I'm the playmaker. I'm going to facilitate. And if that means Russ doesn't have a spot, Russ, you can't make your shots, you're out of here because I'm also the GM of this team. It doesn't well, seem like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say that right now. Um, we have to see, you know, how they react uh, this upcoming week. But you're right. I mean, the Lakers are going to be more success, successful with someone else handling the point guard duties because otherwise they're playing five on four every time they go on the offensive side of the ball. It just leads me to think, I mean, if you remember, I mean, with, with um, the Cavs, Kyrie was the point guard of that team, but it was LeBron's team. And LeBron kind of, like, he, he was a ball dominant there, too. And it led to success. I mean, Kyrie was a, sh it was a shooter there at that point. I mean, 
I think uh, it was a game six or game seven where he's the one that hit the clutch three to kind of like give them that victory and, you know, win the championship. But it was, again, LeBron's team, LeBron facilitating, Kyrie kind of being a side piece, and Kyrie got and got pissed off and left. Initially, when we first had that, it's like, all right, yeah, Kyrie has an ego. Kind of, Kyrie has a problem here, and that, that's why Kyrie's gone, because Kyrie, um, you know, he's in his head too much. He wants to be the guy, and he just couldn't do it under LeBron. And I kind of get it. I, I get it. Like, Kyrie was is a problem. I mean, you see it in other leagues. But is a little bit of a problem also LeBron's, because you're seeing it in other places. LeBron has to have the ball. He has to be the facilitator. And I just don't see him. Like, I've, I haven't seen him. We've had uh, Rajon Rondo be the point guard of that team. We've had um, Alex Caruso be the point guard of that team for some time. There was um, – I'm missing someone, but uh, Dennis Schroeder was on that team as a point guard. And it was still LeBron being ball dominant. I don't – I just don't think LeBron can function with another point guard. He has to be that guy. And I don't know. We'll see how that, how that progresses because it's only been, what, three games. But I, that's my thing. I, I think LeBron is, has a little bit of an ego – where he has to be the guy and that's what's kind of preventing them from being successful. I mean, I think it'll be fine if Russ figures it out. Like that's also on Vogel. I feel like he needs to vocalize that a Russ needs to control the offense. Like, and I think LeBron would be better off ball. I mean, he's nailing threes. He's he's just leading scorer on the team right now. It's it's kind of ridiculous. One eye. (laughs) Both eyes this time. Um, But yeah, he looks great. I I don't think, (laughs) I don't think LeBron is really the problem. It's probably a combination of new players. Russ is probably in his own head. AD's AD's playing fine. Like I don't think he's that bad, but he's he's scoring. He's getting his rebounds. I think there are they're they're really really lacking in three point shooting, and that'll probably improve when none comes back. But still, uh, they don't have nearly as many shooters as they did before. Yeah. I, I don't want to, I mean, isn't Melo supposed to be like the spot of through the shooter now? He's actually playing decently, but yeah, I don't know if he's, sp- I think that they want people like Ariza, Nunn, who I don't think either of them have played yet. Um, uh, they honestly are missing Caruso. The guy was a great off the bench player, good energy. He could, he could do everything. He could drive, he could shoot, he could pass. Um, so that's a, that's a big miss, but yeah, I mean, Rondo's great too. So it's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint what's really, going wrong it's probably a lot of things the Caruso show man is it is it's finally in chicago so i'm, I'm definitely gonna go watch those games yeah Alex Caruso, i hate that that chicago bulls team but man Alex Caruso is fun yeah he's fun to watch um the other thing i was gonna say is so i mean going back to that rust issue is russell westbrook has been on how many different teams and how many different past years that poor guy has been traded around like he's you know like he's a Yu-Gi-Oh trading card he's just going everywhere <laughs> um the problem is like how do you develop into an offense he had um scott brooks was his coach last time he's already been with scott brooks before so he kind of got that a little bit better and that's why you know washington was actually pretty good last year they made it to the playoffs um but it's tough to be a point guard to go in so many different leagues and so many different um teams and have to figure out the whole thing again and then you have to be the, the ball handler i i think yeah russ has it, i think we're being a little hard on him because yes he's been bad he's been very bad can you blame him? The guys, he has to figure out the whole thing again. And then plus he has these egos on that Lakers team. He has, he has to give everyone their ball time. He has to kind of, you know, make sure that everyone kind of gets theirs while also getting his and Russ doesn't play that way. He's always about getting his cause that's how he, that's how he, he got successful when he was on OKC. Russ was that team. 
when he was on uh, the Washington Wizards, yes, Bradley Beal was there, but Bradley Beal wasn't the ball handler. It was Ross, and Ross was getting him involved. And, you know, for 46 minutes, Ross was the best player on that team. In the last two minutes, he, you know, shut the bed a little bit, but it's fine. Um, he got them to, to the promised land, kind of, uh, for the, what they wanted. He did. And I'm sure he'll figure it out. Like, there's no way he's going to play like this for an entire season. He'll be fine. Uh, it's just, it's hard to watch because he can't do anything on the offense right now. He's not scoring. He can't shoot. He can't shoot the three. He can't hit mid-range. He loses the ball when he drives. So hopefully they're uh, they're working on some good coaching right now because it's not looking good. But yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure the Lakers will figure it out. But yeah, he, he definitely needs to be better for them to be successful. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. Mornak, what do you think of the of the future of uh, the Lakers? Are they going to keep that same lineup, or is there is it time to hit the panic button a little bit? You know, I think I think it's um, it, the lineup can and should work, just given the sheer amount of talent that's on the floor at any given point in time. The like you said, I think it's really going to come down to Vogel taking leadership of the team and LeBron acknowledging that he needs to be off the ball. And I think if they're able to figure that out, I don't see why they're not going to be more dangerous. They can actually utilize their talent. Um, so, you know, long story short, give it a little bit more time. Um, I still think health is a big issue. That's something that we've touched on before. Um, if they're able to remain healthy and use that talent, then they should be winning games and be a 50 plus win team. The rest is all up to the heroics of of these veteran players in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if they if they can, I mean, you brought up health. Can they remain healthy all the way through the eighty two games? I guarantee you, LeBron will be. You know, there will be a tweet somewhere in February where LeBron's like, "I'm only seventy percent as healthy as I ever will be. I'm never going to be at one hundred percent." He's going to do that. LeBron loves the drama of, "Hey, it's got to be me." And if I don't, uh, if I don't uh, take it to the promised land, there's an excuse for it. Uh, last year was, oh, there are too many, uh, too many games compressed into a certain amount of time or too many injuries the year before that. I don't know. I remember there was one year, I think uh, he lost to, was it San Antonio in the playoffs or in the finals? And he came back with a cast or no, it was golden state. I think, uh, they lost to golden state. They got swept and LeBron came in a cast to the, uh, to the post game. So LeBron loves the story. Uh, and I guarantee that, you know, if this team doesn't succeed, it's going to be because of injuries, not because they picked ARP for all their, uh, free agency signings, but. It's going to be because the league has too many injuries for them. And uh, LeBron's going to have a story for that. Don't worry. Lakers will have an excuse for why they don't win. It's not going to be that. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, you can't put it on him. At least he's he's showing up. What, he had 34 the other night and yeah. then like 25? You can't – yeah. that's. I mean, as much as I hate on LeBron, you can't give him excuses for not showing up. When he plays, he plays. And he tries to play oh, – I'll say this. He tries to play on offense every single game. Yeah. There are moments during that game against uh, Gold State. He, there's a call that he didn't like, and he's sitting in the back just cherry-picking and waiting for Carmelo Anthony to play defense, which you know is never going to happen. Yeah. Carmelo doesn't play defense as a whole time. No, he did, he did the same thing on – he did the same thing against the, the Suns too. Yeah, he, 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 he wasn't transitioning at all. Body yeah. language is horrible. That, that's something that's not new either. He's definitely been doing that over the last five years. I personally don't like that, um, no matter how much I do love LeBron. But, uh, man, they, they better turn it on. Yeah. I think of that, like, I mean, I'm always going to hate LeBron, but um, I'll respect the guy, but I hate him. But I think about him versus Kobe is that when Kobe got mad about a call, Kobe would go in, flavor and foul, do something, but he would play his, he would play his heart out and he'd be really angry uh, and react to that, uh, whatever foul it is or whatever. LeBron will kind of just give up. It's like, oh, I'm out. I'm going to sit in the corner and you just pass me the ball. I can cherry pick. 
that's the killer instinct that kind of makes LeBron not number one, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not putting him over Kobe, but or not putting him over on, under Kobe, but just yeah. he lacks that. He gets he kind of sits on the sideline when he gets angry. But again, I won't I won't get, get it too heavy on LeBron because you know he's still the great right now, and uh, the Lakers will maybe figure it out. We'll see. I mean, where do you guys see the Lakers? Um, do you see them as the um, the top uh, seed? Not right now. No, no. no. They're, they're looking five seed at the best. Yeah, they're looking five seed, seventh or eighth seed right now. Four, four yeah, I say four, five, four, Play. five. Figure it out. Hey, I could see them in the plan. It was exciting when they were in the plan that last year. Me and, that was the blind shot. <laughs> it was not blind. Not blind. <laughs> well, Carney, you alluded to the sidelines, so why don't we uh, talk about Ben Simmons? Yeah. Before I. Uh, talk about Ben Simmons, I would like to quickly mention that the Lions are playing the Rams right now, sc- scored a touchdown, and then kicked a successful onside kick. What so, is going on right now? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. And Imagine. that is um, the return of, uh, or I guess, uh, Stafford against his old team. So. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. This is at SoFi, too. Oh, yeah. the game started. It's, it's Goff's revenge game. <laughs> Goff is awful. Golf. Yeah. There, they, you know, people are saying that he's a one-time, one-and-done player with uh, Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah, Ben Simmons. Uh. Look, I think it's 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 tough to rip on him right now because he probably is going through a lot. Um. And mental health is no joke. I hope he's okay. But the timeline of it is just so bad. What what. So let's let's think back. Last year, he played horrendously in that last game. Uh, didn't even attempt to score. Uh, Doc called him out. I think Embiid called him out, which I think it's fine to do sometimes. Like it's not all soft. Like you have to respect me. You, he messed up big time, and I think it's fair for his players to call him out on his on his poor play. Uh, I, I don't know why he took that to heart and said you know what if these if my players are holding me accountable i'm gonna leave i i really don't understand his thought process there uh they're all they're asking him to do is just get better i think everyone in the league is getting better Giannis has a jump shot now if he can do it simmons can definitely do it uh so i don't think he i don't think he's valid in in any of his antics uh, so he was pissed off at them uh came didn't even report to training camp until he came randomly and then got a COVID test and then started practicing with them. I saw the videos. His phone was in his pocket while he was like half-assing drills. It's ridiculous. You're an, you're an all-star point guard and you're going to. But his phone was in his pocket? Yeah. yeah. During a practice? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't blame Doc Rivers for kicking him out. I would too. I don't care how good you are. You, you, can't, you can't do that in, in, the, in the NBA. And so they, what, they suspended him, and now he's saying he's not mentally ready to play, which is probably true, so good for him to, to actually say that. But uh, I really I, – I, I have no words. I, I think he's really – at least right now I hope he's okay, but before this he looked soft. Like I, I don't think it's – I think it's fair for his teammates to say, hey, please get better, like shoot the ball. It's not like a ridiculous thing. They're not ripping on him. It's the NBA. Just get better. Do better. The other tidbit here is he's he's lost uh, two million dollars of uh, of fees that he's incurred from yeah. uh, from not playing. Yeah, uh, that doesn't matter. The big debate, but the big debate there is that the NBA Players Association um, can't allow someone you can't take away from someone's salary if they 
claim mental health as the uh, reason for why they're on the sidelines right now. So that's kind of another inner workings of the NBPA versus really versus what the league is doing. Yeah, that's um, it's interesting you mentioned that because, um, you know, Ben Simmons, is, this is not the first time we've been harping on Ben Simmons for not showing up in big games and not being an offensive threat. It's been there. Dude, the Lions just faked it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please, because I mean, we're we're a Detroit fan base here. What's going on? <laughs> they, they faked a they just faked their punt. <laughs> they threw oh. the punt. What is going on on the Dan Campbell's? Really, Campbell is just saying, you know what? We're zero and six. We're going for everything. <laughs> right, I'm so sorry. No, I'll, I'll continue. Sorry. Oh, no, so did, did they did they get it? Yeah, they got it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. So I apologize, guys. I mean. You know, this is a, a big moment because, you know, Matt Stafford is our God and, uh, you know, seeing him come back and playing as a Alliance team that's in the dumps. Uh, it's hard not to get excited over small victories like this. Um, but yeah, going back to Ben Simmons, I mean, going back to that timeline, this is not the first time we people have been harping on him for being a lack of an offensive threat last year. He was not an offensive threat the year before that. There were memes or TikToks or whatever the kids are using these days about him uh, when he hit a three-pointer for the first time, the whole world just starts like blowing up and everyone's celebrating because it never happens. So it just shows you how much people are missing and how much people are like wanting or desiring a, uh, a shot from him. Twenty-six, or He got drafted into the league in 2016. I was looking at Twitter and I saw a, uh, a scouting report. I can't remember. Some ESPN writer, uh, I think Josh, I can't remember his name, but uh, the ESPN writer said that Ben Simmons lacks drive lacks uh you know killer instinct uh, you know he's a, a great athlete physical specimen but just does not have that mentality and so he's i mean yes he's claiming mental health i, I agree that philadelphia has been tough on him i mean it's hard to be kind of the scapegoat for your team not succeeding and he has been in some to some extent and it, it's hard i understand that but it's not new so claiming it now um it does lead me to be a little skeptical i mean maybe uh, is facing um, some mental health issues that's that's completely warranted I mean he should definitely get the help um, but it, it leads I mean questions have to be asked like all right is it because of the money is it because of um, you know he just wants out and he wants to out and as whole as possible he wants as much salary as possible before he goes somewhere else um, but it's tough and um, you know it, it, I think this, I mean the 76ers are better off without him honestly I mean they if Ben Simmons is the number one perimeter defender the second person is probably uh, Matthias Teibel. He's also on the side. He's a better defender, honestly. Yeah. So they're not missing much. The only thing they're really missing is a transition offense, which I'm sure Maxi can kind of take. Tyrese Max is a very capable point guard that can is very fast. And he can probably um, take that transition role. So Ben Simmons, I mean, I think his days at 76ers are over. Uh, maybe he's playing the system. Maybe he's actually needs some help. And he should definitely go see a sports psychologist. But if, and again, I'll, I'll say this too. If you're saying that you need mental health help and you're seeking help, I mean, we've all had issues. I mean, everyone has had a mental health crisis um, to some extent, and they've all seeked help. Like you've actively gone, said, "All right, I realize I have, uh, I have an issue, and I'm going to actively seek help, or I'm going I'm to do something because I've, I've realized the problem." Ben Simmons is having his phone during practice. It's it doesn't it doesn't lead me to believe that Ben Simmons is actually seeking. It's kind of more of a yeah. an issue of hey, I just need to you know get out of the situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna make his like as much of a fuss as I can to get myself out of the situation. So I, I'm a little hard on Ben Simmons and um, maybe I touched on the nerve a little bit, but that's just my 
my thoughts on him. I mean, I'll be brutally honest. I don't think, um, I think it's, it's more of an excuse right now than anything else. It seems to be. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like he's actually attempting to play with them, right? I mean, the phone in the pocket was just like icing on the cake. So, Well, well what do you guys think? His players are supporting him. His teammates are. Embiid supported him today, right? Uh, Tobias Harris came out and said there he's with Ben Simmons. Do you think that's a front or, or like what? What do you read into that, if anything at oh, all? It's definitely a front. I think it's definitely. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Joel Embiid <laughs> during the yeah. end of that uh, last series, he pretty much said, you know, that that play where Ben Simmons passed out out of, uh, out of a layup or out of a dunk, you know, that kind of ruined it for us. That's yeah. when Ben Simmons is like purely frustrated. It has the most emotions, and you know, he's not gauging his words. So I don't think Ben. I don't think Joel Embiid is there for Ben Simmons. I think. I mean, he's rightfully angry and rightfully tough. And he, he, you know, for the face of the franchise and because Ben or Joel Embiid is the face of that franchise, he needs to be a leader and kind of bring in Ben Simmons. And that's why he went to the crowd in Philadelphia saying, you know, we support Ben Simmons. But do they really? No. Ben Simmons, he hates Ben Simmons. I guarantee that guy, Joel Embiid, does not like Ben Simmons. Danny Green doesn't care about Ben yeah. Simmons anymore. Says, Tobias you know, Harris probably is also a front, too. Yeah. Tobias Harris is a good guy, though. Come on. He's yeah, best he friends with Boban. Boban. Like, yeah. Another ex-Piston shining. All right. Both, yeah. Both of them. I just see the theme of today's episode. Ex-Pistons are shining everywhere. Um, but no, I mean, if you get, if, I mean, Danny Green's also a good guy. These are all good guys. Go and beat, maybe not, but, uh, you know, it, it, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying, you know, he's, he's brash. Yeah. Um, but the other two are great guys. And even they are coy with how they uh, come up to uh, Ben Simmons and how that topic works. Yeah. Um, it leads me to believe, like, you know, I think the 76ers just want him out. Daryl Morey is playing a little bit of like economics here where he wants as much value as he can. But at some point you have to realize what is the value to him being on the team in terms of the, the team yeah. chemistry. I think right now just sell him for parts if you need to. Yeah, get picks. Like you can easily get a few first rounders for him. He's still an all-star. Yeah. Yeah. I, even if you don't get like the, I mean, OKC can give you like 30 yeah. first round picks if yeah. they want. Uh, and you can get something because, you know, Shay Gil- uh, Gilgis Alexander needs someone to help. Yeah, him. that's yeah. the thing. I also think that he probably needs to be on a non-playoff contender team to kind of be stress-free, just ball, you know, have good seasons, and then and then maybe like after a few seasons with a bad team, he'll will be ready to like take the moment again. But where is he going like, to go? Okay, so he would be great. Yeah. What about um, that Magic team? You know that that, that great Magic team. <laughs> maybe. Honestly. Yeah, honestly, who do they have? Mark Markel Fultz and yeah. uh, and Ben yeah. Simmons, just <laughs> two guards who can't shoot for shit. Yeah, Fultz they were. Fultz, were they on the same team? They're both on the Sixers together at one point. Yeah, they're at yeah, some they point were. they probably were. So the other thing is, um, yeah, I was gonna say like that that uh, that Orlando Magic team has young talent. That they could uh, they they have Mobamba there. They have um, uh, Jalen Suggs. Uh, your Michigan boy, Franz Wagner. Oh, he's not good. I don't know why he got picked so high. But yeah. So I was reading today on ESPN. There is a uh, there is an article on the six Ben, Trim- ben Simmons trades that could happen. And I'll kind of like gloss them over to you guys. Tell me mm-hmm. if you guys agree or not. So the first one is Ben Simmons goes to Sacramento. So the Kings get Ben Simmons. The Sixers get Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton, and Marvin Bagley the third. Oh wow! They would dish out Halliburton. That yeah. was sc- that was scary to me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't think you should give All up Halliburton. Simmons. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. Halliburton's good too. I don't know. What... They wouldn't do one for one. Uh, Simmons and Fox. 
Oh, Fox is so much yeah. better. No chance. I don't know. I feel like Halbert's better than Fox in terms of distributing the offense. Yeah, distributing, but Fox is a pure scorer. He's so good. And he's fast. Yeah, he'd, yeah, be, he's... he'd be sick on the Sixers. Fox. Yeah. yeah, then I think you can get rid of uh, Simmons and Maxi for Fox. Add Fox to that. Get rid of Halbert. So Buddy Hill, uh, De'Aaron Fox, and Marvin Bagley. Yeah, the Sixers would be scary with Fox as a starting point guard. Yeah. Jeez. You know, I'll go back to uh, the ex-Pistons thing. Tyrese Halliburton could have been a Piston too, but you know what we got instead? Killian Who? Hayes. Oh, yeah. Hey, Killian look, looks pretty good. Killian Hayes got his first NBA ba- – he's a starting, starting player on the Pistons. Yeah. He got his first NBA basket in the second game. For the first 48 <laughs> minutes of the first game, zero points. Zero. He's a, a pass-first player. It's not – all right. If uh, Trey Lyles can score, you can score. Yeah, that's true. I, mean, I think we're all God. just waiting on Cade here. Hopefully he shows up soon. Yeah. It's going to be sad when we realize that all right, one player can't change the team. Cade Cunningham is going to get us like right, from bottom feeders to mid-table. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Second trade, the superstar swap at Portland. The Trailblazers get Ben Simmons, Tyrese Max, and two first-rounders. The 76ers giving up two first-rounders for Dame time. I don't like it. I, I, I think the league is over if Dame goes to the Sixers. That's insane. That would be unfair. <laughs> It'd be fun. What do you mean the league's over? They're, that, they're so good. They're, they would be unstoppable. Who's going to play defense, though? They don't need to play defense. You got Joel. You got probably like a top two center in the league, then like a top five point guard in Dame, and then you have shooters all around you. Tobias Harris is an all star. Like, Yeah, but who's going to stop James Harden on the perimeter when you know they face each other in the conference semis? Or. Tybal. <laughs> yeah, Tybal can't play. I mean, Tybal is, again, going back to more next point, it's five on four on offense. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I like that trade a little bit. I, I don't want game time to leave Portland, but. I don't either. I want him to stay in Portland. I, I don't know how I think about it. He's not going to win a, a championship in Portland, though. We should probably think about it's, it. It's just a, such a good story. Yeah. If, it, if it's anything I've learned, though, it's just like you can put as much talent as you want on the team, a.k.a. the Lakers, and shit still might not work out. It just might not. And, like, mm-hmm. who knows, like, how Dame and, and Embiid, um, Tobias – Josh Richardson, how, how they would all figure it out in terms of spreading the ball and getting people the looks that they want. Um, you never know. You, you, you never know. But that does sound like a pretty scary team on paper. And here's a, so there's another Portland trade that actually could be even scarier, depending on how you look at it. The Trailblazers actually get Ben Simmons. The 76ers get CJ McCollum, Nasser Litter, Little, and a future first-round pick. So now Ben Simmons and Damian, so that team that has no defense finally has a defensive like top first round or uh, all-time first team, whatever you guys call it, uh, on their team. And McCollum so, the Sixers. Yeah, 76, uh, CJ McCollum be on the 76ers. So Tyrese Maxey would kind of be the starting point guard, I would think. CJ McCollum would be the shooter. Then you have another shooter in um, Tobias Harris. I was going to say Seth Curry would happen to him. Yeah, Seth Curry would come off the bench maybe. Yeah. But you have shooters everywhere. Yeah, you have, you have shooters you. everywhere. Plus, Nasser Litter is a great um, interior presence once he develops yeah. a little bit. CJ would fit well on that team. Yeah, I, I think that's even scarier. And then, yeah. I mean, Pe- uh, Ben Simmons under the Trailblazers, the team, they'll, they'll support because the Portland crowd is a very supportive crowd. That seems like a more even trade, in my opinion. Yeah. I like it. I like that one. I like that trade. All right. I'll, I'll fly through these last few ones. Um, Chicago feels bullish on Simmons. So the Bulls get Ben Simmons. Sixers get Zach Levine and Derrick Jones Jr. Um, I, I guess one less mouth to feed on offense, which is maybe a good thing. Mm. Um, but let the Bulls stay as is. They have they have 
They have uh, their core yeah. group right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want that team to do well. They're going <laughs> to do well. Looks like it. It's because Caruso in the bat is just leading that. Like they're they have no time off because their uh, starters are fine. Their starters have Lonzo, uh, Zach Levine, and um, uh, Demar Derozan, and then their bench is Al Caruso, who's just a single handedly leading that bench to greatness. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm surprised then, they're working so well, but I guess I mean Derozan's really good, so. And the one thing to also note is that coach on that team is actually uh, Billy Donovan, who is a pretty good coach. He was uh, the OKC coach for a while. He was the Florida coach that led them to two national championships. He's a good coach. Right, yeah. Um, all right, the last couple of trades. Uh, Timberwolves get Ben Simmons. 76ers get – wow. Timberwolves get Ben Simmons. 76ers get D'Angelo Russell, a 2022 fir- protected first-rounder, a 2024 protected first-rounder. Wow, so two first-rounders on D'Angelo. That's way too much. Yeah. Simmons? No way. And then this is my favorite one because this one's just an absolute, just, um, you know, uh, throw gasoline on, on leaves and just light on fire. Cavaliers get Ben Simmons. 76ers get Kevin Love, a 2022 first rounder, a 2024 first rounder, a 2026 first rounder. That's just, oh my God. I don't Kevin know what Kevin still plays. Yeah, he apparently still plays. <laughs> wow. Anyway. So those are um, the Ben Simmons trades, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so we'll see where that goes. But um, the last thing we wanted to talk about today is this past week, ESPN, and they've been doing this the last couple of weeks. Uh, they were talking about their top 75 players of all time. And so they finally released their list of their top 75 players. And they're actually 76 of them because uh, I think there's a, um, there's a tie for one of the players. I think James Worthy uh, got in and Dominique Wilkins are the last, um, you know, the last two. They didn't release a rankings. Well, you don't know. I don't know. They just they couldn't decide on one. I'm sure internally ESPN has a ranking system. So they're like, all right, this is one, this is two, this is three. And then 75 was just a dead split. Because they had all these writers that came in and voted and they just couldn't couldn't break the tie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they released their rankings and there are quite a few surprises. I'll say uh, the biggest surprise to me was, I mean, we were talking about him the whole time, Damian Lillard making it. Uh, Damian Lillard is a top 75 player of all time. My favorite player, Steve Nash, is on the list. Uh, he's a top 75 player. Russell Westbrook's on that list because triple-double machine. And there are quite a few, way too many in my opinion, 70s, 80s, 76ers uh, teams um, that were, um, you know, just on that list. Um, John Havlick, um, you know, Robert Parrish. Um, there are way, way too many. Sam Jones. I mean, I don't think uh, – 76ers are great, uh, but – there are quite a few of them on the opposite side, a team that I think was one of the best teams of all time. The bad boys in the 1990s only had Isaiah Thomas and um, Dennis Rodman make the list. No, no Dumars, no Dumars, no Vinny Johnson, no um, about, uh, no Bob Lanier made the list, but he wasn't on that team. Um, no Bill Lambeer. Well, I, I think, yeah, Joe Dumars not making the list is fine. I think, I don't think he's really, but yeah. No, Rick Mahorn either. Um, yeah. So I was, uh, I mean, I, maybe uh, this is, this is up to debate, but um, I was a little upset about that. In the league though, I mean, there are a few players that felt that they deserved to be on that list and were pretty upset about not being on that team. The three I'll highlight are um, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> um, Clay Thompson, and Dwight Howard. Yeah. Now I'll ask. I'll, I'll give you my opinion after, but I want to ask you guys: Do you, 
do any of those three deserve to be on the list? And if so, which ones and who should be taken? Who should they replace? Okay. Dwight, I say no. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. He won a championship in the twilight of his career. Uh, a lot of defensive player of the years. But honestly, he, his career longevity wasn't that strong. Um, Clay, okay, you got to put the guy on. He's arguably the second best shooter of all time. Whoa. Really? Arguably. arguably. I didn't think he is. Who's the first? All right, who's he's second? So you're putting him over Ray Allen, over uh, Reggie Miller. Maybe, maybe. Wow, dude, that game that Avery had 14 dribbles or like he had like 14 dribbles for like 60 some points. That's beautiful. That's like the way basketball should be played. Who was he playing again? I don't know. I don't know who was he playing. I don't know, but if I can't remember, then probably doesn't matter. Ray Allen hit a clutch. I mean, the twilight of his career hit the clutch three to pretty much win that game for your heat. Yeah. The argument can be made, though. Clay, I think we haven't seen him in a while, so we forget how ridiculous he is. But I don't know, Unproven, I think. And the other thing is like, all right, if you're a top shooter, so, you, so that's one aspect of the game, right? But basketball is you have to be multifaceted. Ray Allen could actually, like when he was on Milwaukee, he, he could actually facilitate a little bit, which is weird for Ray Allen. Yeah, um, but – Clay Thompson is a good defender too. Yeah, he is. Is he though? Player. Yeah, he's a great defender. Uh, has he ever made a, a, a defensive first team, second team, or third team? I'm pretty sure he has. Don't I don't think he's made it. I mean, that's something we can check. But I don't think I think Clay Thompson is a pure shooter. Uh, anyway, so yeah, you're going at Clay. What about Kyrie? That whole list felt like a slap in the face to Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, he probably Kyrie, deserves to be on there. He probably deserves to be on his skill. His, his like level of skill is unparalleled, and like at least with the ball, like it's literally a string attached to him. He's that good uh, mm-hmm. in terms of ball handling, and, and the guy hit a big shot for yeah. Cleveland to win. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think he deserve. I think he definitely deserves to be on it. Neil, what do what do you think? I, I I as much as I hate him, yeah, he deserves to be on it. He's too good not to be on that list. Clay, Clay is also just clarifies nba all defensive second team one year oh okay i stand corrected well done uh, all right so uh what about clay neil does clay deserve to be on the 100%, list 100 he deserves to be on the list yeah that, all right that. and then uh, dwight uh, as moynock said i think yeah career longevity is not there for him okay here's what i'll say and i'll start with clay and okay if i had to pick out of the three clay would probably be the one that i would, uh, would be closest to that yeah. like to, i would say i would say like all right Take Paul Pierce on Proclaim, and I would be okay. I would not yeah. not be upset at that. Um, in terms of Kyrie Irving, here's my argument. All these players, the 76 players on this team, on this list, they made their team better. Like, there's a clear thing, like, all right, this player was on the team. They're much better uh, when he's off. I mean, he, he improves the chemistry of the team. All these players are better team players. Kyrie Irving does not make his team better. Kyrie Irving makes Kyrie Irving better on a team, but does not make that team better. The Cleveland Cavaliers team that uh, he hit that buzzer, or that um, that late shot, it wasn't his team. And we you can all say that was LeBron James' team. LeBron James was making that team better. Kyrie was just a piece that didn't want to be that piece. And he he was, I mean, he's a talented player. We can't say whatever we want, but he is one of the most talented players of all time. But he's not. I would say he's not one of the top 75 players in terms of talent plus chemistry. And I don't think Kyrie should be on that list. Dwight Howard, no, should not be on the list. I mean, Dwight Howard's on the list, and Ben Wallace should be on that list. Because Ben Wallace is better than Dwight Howard historically. Because he was the ultimate defender. And Ben Wallace is not on that list. 
Dwight Howard is not on the list. Clay Thompson, fine. I would take Paul Pierce out for Clay Thompson. That's the one thing I could possibly see. But other than that, Paul I don't Pierce think made the list. Paul yeah. Pierce made the list. Of course, yeah. Paul Pierce made the list. Yeah, Paul Pierce made the list. He would be the one player I would take out and put Clay Thompson in for. Yeah. But I, I can see why I can see the argument for both. Paul Pierce did, you know, he did have that um, Celtics team play pretty well, even while uh, he didn't have that big three. Uh, I mean, they were in the 2002 or 2001 Eastern Conference Finals. So, yeah, and they had Antoine I mean, Walker as their second best player, which is, I mean, not not comparable. LeBron uh, just rolled over that team after that championship, though, like every year consistently. Yeah, I mean that LeBron had the, the second best player, the third best player in the league on that team. Oh, you know who else is not on this list that uh, you know might be upsetting? Chris Bosh did not make the uh, list, but Chris Bosh is a Hall of Famer. I don't think he really cares. I don't think he cares. Right. But uh, Chris Bosh was not on that list, uh, and he's part of that big three. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that is the anniversary team. I, I still think that there should be more Pistons. I really think that, you know, we are – the Pistons are the very fourth or fifth winning list franchises of all time, and only two players made the list. So does that mean that team basketball is weighted much highly? And if so, if team basketball is weighted higher, then, you know, the whole team should be on the list because the, that team stopped LeBron – Stop Jordan. So bad boys one, stop Jordan until they change the rules for him. Bad boys two, stop LeBron until uh, they stop the hand checking thing. Yeah. So all right, put Chauncey on that. Uh, no, Chauncey's tough. I, 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 I don't think anybody on the 04 team could go on the list. The reason they were so good is because they just worked well together, but no one was like standout. I think Ben Wallace could because that guy was the greatest defender yeah. pound for pound. I mean, size wise, he's he's what six eight, six eight and a half, maybe six nine, two fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not anything overwhelming in terms of size, but pound for pound was the greatest defender to ever play the game. And I, I will die on my shield saying that, uh, the guy could steal the ball. The guy could block the guy could, he could take on Shaq and win. Um, he should be on that list. Um, but if you're not going to put, if you're not going to, uh, value defense highly, so be it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly think that Clay may deserve it. Kyrie does not, um, Howard does not. Chris Bosh has an argument to be on this list. Didn't get it. Uh, more Pistons should be on it. Joe Dumars not being on this list is an absolute slap in the face of Detroit. Um, Vinny Johnson being the ultimate six man. He was the six man before. Like, I mean, the guy was a microwave. A microwave. Should yeah. be on that list. Um, Bill Lambeer, I, I understand the argument from him not being on the list, but, you know, the guy was just so he changed the game in terms of defense. I mean, it's not really defense, it's flagrant fouling everywhere, but people, he was intimidation for us. I mean, if it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be people like Rudy Gobert just intimidating. There wouldn't be people like Tony Allen, just like flagrant fouling. Patrick Beverly would be an afterthought. And that guy is like one of the best defensive players in the current era. But Bill Lambeer instilled that behavior into all of them. So I think he should be on the list. Um, but yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was interesting to say the least. I think I mean, uh, this is this is the NBA's list. I don't think it's ESPN's list, right? Not it's it's the list. Uh, I mean, ESPN kind of was the the facilitator of it, but it's all these sports writers. If you listen to Bill Simmons' podcast, Bill Simmons was actually a a voter. So they all these okay. uh, sports writers they voted on the top seventy five players. Or seventy six in this case. And no one thought of Kyrie. I love it. I, he's not Kyrie. Is if when, when history is written on Kyrie's uh, legacy. It's going to be Kyrie Irving was a cancer, a talented cancer, but a cancer nonetheless yeah. to the league. Any other fun. thoughts? Uh, um, I think Tracy McGrady should have been on there, but. 
Ooh, yeah, where's Vince Carter, by the way? Yeah. Vince Carter's not on the list either. No. So that's okay. I was actually thinking about that. Tracy McGrady, again, if you're going to make the Kyrie Irving argument, then you can make the Tracy McGrady argument. Tracy McGrady wasn't there because of injuries, but Tracy McGrady during his time was the most, you know, one of the t- pound for pound most talented players. Yeah. Um, but just injuries. Yao Ming's not on the list either. That's true. Um, but I mean, those two players, I mean, injuries kind of derailed their careers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the argument for uh, the other player that you said, who was it? Uh, Vince Carter. Vince Carter was just electrifying. The most electrifying talent. I mean, if you're going to go by highlight reel, Vince Carter should get in the list. Of number, like, yeah. Top one. Hey, hey, Dave Dave Bing was on the list. Yeah, Mayor Bing. Yeah. Yeah, but he's from the, the 70s. He's from the old era Pistons. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, old era players on this list. I mean, that's good that there's uh, that, the, that the range is that wide. Um, and there's good representation from from the more classic part of the league. Um, if you take, um, like, say in 30 years, we, like, we're older and we're voters on this list, if, yeah. if, ever, if you're ever lucky to do that, I'm sure this is going to look a lot different. A lot of people, like, uh, I'm sure Sam Jones would not be on the list if we, were, if we were voting. Dolph Shays would not be on the list. George Mikan, who is one of the greatest centers of all time, will probably not be on the list because no one has seen dude, George Mikan play. Dude, the Mikan drill, that's like the named after him he's uh he's had a he's had his name marked on basketball fundamentals it's crazy so like yeah george mike and yeah, fundamentals of basketball another person i would be thinking of is jerry west the you logo. know jerry west he's a let the logo for the nba but in okay. 30 40 years i guarantee no one's gonna know who jerry west was and it's sad yeah is pete maravich on the list pete maravich is on the list yep stockton's on the list too right john stockton is yeah, he yeah, he has to be on the list too. Yeah, yeah, he he has to put John Stockton, Carl Malone on the list. Jerry Lucas, who uh, I don't know if you guys remember Jerry Lucas. Uh, no, I was thinking John Lucas. Never mind. Sorry. I mean, wild, I wild to me now, like kind of just like when I have everything in in conceptualized and the context of it, that Dame Lillard is on this list. Dame Lillard, the thing is like, so going back to the argument of like, all right, who makes no our team better? Yeah, no, no champ, but took that team that's a team that was in shambles after Brandon Roy and to the, he semifin- made them, to the semifinals, the conference finals of oh, many, many times. And it's only because of LeBron that he couldn't get there. Um, or Steph Curry or Kobe. Hey, what, uh, he's when is he, when is he played in the conference finals? Uh, the bubble year. Oh yeah. Bubble year is against oh, the bubble year is nuggets, right? Yeah. No nuggets for semi. Oh, then the year before that, one of the years he was in the conference finals. I don't think uh, he's ever made the conference finals, dude. No, I guarantee um, Trailblazers conference finals. Trailblazers versus Warriors, twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Okay, so the year before the um, the bubble, the bubble year. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah, and that team, like, it's nothing without him. I like my one of my favorite moments in basketball was uh, Damian Lillard against uh, the Houston Rockets. He, oh yeah, uh, hit the buzzer beater. Yeah. To send them to the playoffs the first time in like 14 years for like that. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, clutch. He is clutch. He is clutch and he put Portland on the map. Um in terms that's of thing. basketball city again. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if you look at Steve Nash, Steve Nash has never been to NBA finals, but Steve Nash was is the greatest point guard in terms of IQ of all time. Uh terrible defender, awful defender, really bad defender. But uh, you know, the guy changed the game. Damian Lillard is changing the game. Yeah. Um, people like, uh, I mean, Clyde Drexler's on the list. Did he win a championship? Was it one of the Houston years? I don't think so. No. Um, 
Patrick Ewing is on the list, and they have that whole thing that um, the net, the Knicks are better without Patrick Ewing because just people realize that yep. you know they can do better without him. Uh, there, uh, James Harden's on the list. List that makes so, sense. Yeah. Really, James Harden over Kyrie? Yes. Okay. Triple double machine. Uh, score at will. Just MVP. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. yeah, it's an interesting list, to say the least. Um, I, I think the, they got uh, it right for the most part. It's a good list. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's a good list too. It's it's hard because I mean, a lot of the history, uh, people like Clay Thompson. I, I don't think I mean they're very young. They're our age, but Clay Thompson is a basketball player first. He's kind of looking at the current where we have the time to actually look at the past. And Clay Thompson doesn't maybe doesn't respect the the, the feats of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a. Uh, Oh, I'm glad that they had writers that, that they were able to see multiple eras of basketball. So they help us understand, you know, it, there was an era before this and it was a phenomenal era. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see in, uh, in 30 years or 40 years when maybe we're, uh, uh, we, we've seen more eras of basketball, what this list would look like. Maybe Kate Cunningham's on the list in 30 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, I mean, so yeah, that that is the conclusion of our first podcast of Hardwood Group Chat. So um, let us know what you guys think. Uh, we'll have another one of these episodes next week. Um, and uh, we'll uh, look forward to sharing what's, what's going to happen this week for uh, basketball. Anything you guys want to add? Go Lions. Yeah. What's the score <laughs> of that game? Uh, uh, 10 th- 13-3. Lions up 10 right now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. But, uh, Thank you. Yeah, uh, we'll put this on Spotify. Uh, so catch us on Spotify. Uh, follow us, subscribe to us. Uh, you know, whatever the Generation Z kids are saying these days about TikTok, TikToking. Yeah, but um, yeah, well, uh, we'll see you guys next week. And um, yeah, go Pistons. Go Pistons. <laughs>